0: Hey, what's going on? This is Jose from the Ranting with Ramos podcast, and you're listening to Inside the North Side with the host, Ulises Ramos. What's up, everybody? This is Inside the North Side coming to you from the studio. I hope you guys are having a great week. I hope you guys are having a great weekend. Uh, I hope this week gets even better, or this weekend, whenever you're listening to this, uh, because I have a very special guest here, and I hope this guest makes, this, uh, makes your whole week even better than, than whatever was happening. So please give a round of applause to my brother from another mother. We got the same last yes, name, man. but we ain't related. But I mean, through Mexicano blood we are probably. Who knows? I mean yes. <laughs> yes
1: so sir. Yes please sir. give
0: a round of applause to Gio Ramos.
1: Yay, what are you doing? Yeah, Good man. Out,
0: so, Gio, what is yes. your full name? Cause it's like I got I was I got confused to spelling your name like Gio Chamba and I was like, oh no, he has an E instead of an I. <laughs>
1: Bro, my, my name, and it's like, uh, I can probably say it legally without owing anybody anything. <laughs> you know, you, like, I, I used to hide it with Gio, but you know, I've been yeah. blessed, man. Turn, turn my life around. Um, no, my, my name is Giovanni Ramos. Okay, and
0: Giovanni. I don't have a middle
1: name, nothing. No, it's Giovanni. Giovanni. J-O-V-A-N-I. Oh, but, okay, you know, okay. man, I'm fucking 34 years old and... Half my life, everybody called me Gio, man. So I, was, I wasn't I was going to correct them. I was lazy. So I was like, hey, what's up? Yeah, Gio. Okay. And then they'd see my name. They're like, your name's not Gio? It's <laughs> yeah, cool and shit. I was like, well, you called me that. so And it stuck, man. And actually, I remember who started calling me Gio as far as homies. Mm-hmm. It was in the seventh grade, man. It was my buddy, Cody. He was my bass player for one of the little fucking punk bands I played in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, Shout out, Cody, wherever he's at. I haven't seen him in years. But anyway, that's my
0: full name, bro. All right, Gio. and it's funny too because I don't have a last name either. So that's one thing that makes us more connected, even. A oh, middle name. No middle name for oh, me, bro. No, no middle li- name. Yeah. I mean, did I say last name? Did I say last name? <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. No,
0: baby. no middle name, bro. Last no name. middle name. So. Uh, that's
1: crazy. All right.
0: So, Gio, you, the last podcast that you were on, I remember listening to it. Uh, you say you're originally from Los Angeles. You were born in. You were from yes, Los Angeles. I am.
1: I was born and raised part of my life, yes. The crucial years. And um that was a good, you know. Well, yeah.
0: uh, what part yeah. of uh, LA were you uh where you uh, were you raised in?
1: I was raised uh LA County um in a like a small town right outside of it, a small city, not town, ain't no towns over there. Uh El Monte, California. El uh, the Monte San Gabriel
0: Valley. Hey, yeah. shout yeah, out to San yeah. Gabriel.
1: Yeah, buddy. Always, man. That's 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 all love there. And then um, I moved, you know, at a young age, I moved to Mexico. Mm-hmm. And I was out there in Michoacan for, for a good part of my life. And, you know, that's where I, I learned to speak Spanish and, you know, um, write it and all that shit. And I'm thankful for that crazy trip my family took
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> during those times. And then um, I went to Texas with my dad for like two weeks and then back to L.A. And there, too, I was... Uh, 19
0: okay okay
1: yeah so what made you
0: go to mexico for those couple of years
1: so my dad was always a nomad and um you know he you know my mom and him are from from michoacan and they were already over here in the states and, and uh we were living in this rental home in el monte and i, I honestly you know the, the 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 reason why we came is because my dad had like properties he was like my grandma's favorite child mm-hmm. and so she was like come on over and take care of these parcelas big old pieces of land and shit and their rancho and so my grandma was selling a house because my uncle had gotten sick and my grandma fucking sold the house to my dad or something like that the story's crazy so we bought half of that house in uruapan which is the city you know what i mean outside of where my dad's rancho is my dad rancho is like fucking three hours away in tierra caliente mm-hmm. um uh, it's like a, a little uh place called a uh, little place called telpalcatepec and um so we're, my dad was going back and forth and shit, you know, taking care of the rancho, brought us to the house in, in, in uh, Uruapan, and that was life, you know, it was crazy time because, you know, my dad wasn't, like they said, monedita de oro, you know what I mean, and my mom just took a lot of shit and, you know, she shit got shitty there in Michoacán, then we left and we lived in Tabasco. That's, oh, like, over there close to to, to to Veracruz, you know what I mean? Tabasco, Mexico. Uh, that's right where the current there. president's from. Yeah. yeah, down there with the fucking, yeah, man. And that was dope because it was tropical living. in mm. our fucking backyard, bro, había un pantano. A fucking, like, there was gators and shit, bro. This shit was tropical as fuck. Iguanas falling off the big-ass palm trees. Iguanas the size of my fucking that king size bed, man. Like, <laughs> like fucking <laughs> seven-foot iguanas, bro. Like, fuck, dude. Anyway. We lived there and then shit got weird and we went back to to michoacan we we're there for a while all this was a, in a period of about like four years okay and then and my dad decided to sell everything that he had and then we fucking shot up to left the family in uruapan and i cried i wanted to go to my dad because i love my dad so much and i took off with my dad to dallas in the fourth grade i mean to not dallas to to austin okay. he actually got a job because he was a trucker back in the day he was a trucker um and so he got a job in Cedar Park, and I came with my dad. And I was living with my dad and his two workers that worked for him. He brought him over here. He had other plans, other intentions. You know what I mean? That dude was like just on a crazy fucking. He was on a sick one, yeah. You know? <laughs> and then from there, we went back to we went back to Cali, and at this point, I'm like in the fifth grade, and the whole family comes back over to California, and there's right, you know, turn 19 in jail, and as soon as I got out, I did a, a little two piece over there, almost was here and. As soon as I got out, I, I got arrested as a juvenile. As soon as I got out, you know, terminated everything and I fucking pew, took off to Texas, man, made a better life, made a better man man of myself, you know what I mean? So throw the all the everything I just told you is like my life in a little <laughs> a little
0: five minutes.
1: Yeah, dude. There's a shitload more in between, but we're just leaving at that. <laughs>
0: Well, hey, I mean, because you were just telling me that I was like, "Damn, how long is this all this happening?" You are like, "Oh, this is a couple of years." I am like, "Chinga, bro!"
1: <laughs> I know that shit, man. I can write a motherfucking book. I know the dates, like, like, yeah, man.
0: So beautiful times. So, when you moved to Texas, you, did you move originally to San Antonio, or did you move somewhere else and then was like, "Oh, let's go to San Antonio"?
1: No, nah, man. Originally, is straight here in San Antonio, man. And I, what, I, my brother had already moved over here.
0: And what attracted you to San Antonio?
1: Pretty much my brother and and the fact that you know as soon as I got out, um, my sister had already moved over here. It was like 2006 or something okay. like that, and um, it was during that era where like all the houses in California skyrocketed. Economy was like crazy. It was a uh, people were buying houses like a motherfucker and getting in debt. You know what I mean? And so a lot of my family sold houses for way more than they were worth when they moved over here and made a good life for themselves. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that. That's, that's also another little like fucking, you know, Chicano, Mexicano, or like Californian people migrating over here. People are just like, Oh, they're fucking coming over here. It's Like you need to know the story behind that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, and, and it's pretty, it's pretty cool. You know, when, when, when you hear people that are like, Oh yeah, they came here during the inflation of this or that. And <laughs> anyway, man, I, I get I get so far into this
2: shit, bro. Hey, man, no, that's um, good.
0: I, I yeah. like that. Let's, you know, it, it it brings it's uh it's more interesting to the episode because people are like, what is he talking about? You know, is he gonna bring up that more and stuff like that? So hey, I welcome it, bro. I, I'm, I'm a chatterbox myself, sometimes too. Where I'm like, I'm like, do 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 do, and I'm like, oh crap, hold on,
1: let's go back. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so family attracted me. uh You know, family brought me over here and had my daughter here. You know, it was, it was a good thing, man. It's been a real good thing. San Antonio has treated me very well. But, yes, I got to San Antonio, the northeast side, actually. Hey. And uh, there for a while, me and my brother owned a house on the west side. And we were there. That's when we were single. Both single, like. <laughs> you know, bachelor pad in the fucking west. So, dude, dude, mm-hmm. dude. We felt like we were in Cali, man. Like, straight up in the hood. Back in the hood when we lived out there. But, you know, then we both got married. And now we got families. And, you know, fucking... Living an okay life, blessed, you know what I mean? saved from the fuckery for now.
0: <laughs> God has been God has been good, man. God has been good.
1: Yeah. So definitely.
0: Um So, when did you start uh getting into music? Um
1: That was about 7th grade. In 7th grade, bro. So, so, yeah so my sister jenny was dating this white dude that was a punk rocker right mm-hmm. and my sister's already a little punk you know she was fucking she was like a crust punk into crass and os rotten and all those crazy fucking bands and shit she's already she had already passed the phase of like dead kennedys and she was in the fucking we're gonna be in a stanky stage of punk rock you know what i mean like <laughs> anyway uh but people that know about punk will get that one but um yeah, dude. So fucking this dude was a fucking guitar player and he played in a band called Just Plain Stupid. And I was just like, oh, dude, his mom was a teacher at the high school. Like, we lived in a small town there for a little while. We had the American dream. That's mm-hmm. another story. But anyway, it's my seventh grade. Fucking um, this dude starts teaching me Ramon songs. You know, and that's actual the music playing. That's the music playing in the seventh grade. Right. And I'm not, you know, that's who influenced. But. Into music, man. And I, I don't know if I said it in... I've only been in another podcast. So I don't know if I said this. But I got expelled from preschool for dancing El General. Muevelo, muevelo. With my waist and shit, dude.
2: No. <laughs> bro, why need my waist? Bro,
1: really? Yeah, I, yeah bro. Man, I got... <laughs> I, I was a bad kid, too, you know, so on top of that, I'm pretty sure that wasn't the only thing I did, you know, I probably <laughs> gave somebody the tongue or something.
0: <laughs> We've all done that, trust me, I've done that, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, music was, I, I like to blame my uncle, which is, uh, he was DJ Tarasco, my uncle Rafa Sanchez, man, and, and in any if I, any podcasting, day, I always bring him up, because obviously nobody fucking knows who I am, and so I want people to know, like, the the, the history of of the Tarasco name as well is because he was DJ Tarasco in California for like fucking 20 years throughout this club uh, that, that was well-known. A bunch of bands played there and shit. Like, mm-hmm. uh was called Potrero Nightclub. Okay. And so at family parties, he would fucking DJ, bro. Get down with his fucking, you know, with the CDs and shit. You know, the CDJs and all that. and You know, and he'd be playing Fito Olivares, you know, all that shit that was hot, you know, General, I like, heard him through my uncle, you know, shit like that. All that shit that was popping in the 90s, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he would play classics too, and so he's the one. Like, the music always caught my attention when I would see my uncle because my dad wasn't really present. You know, he was in a lot, of, a lot of our lives, right? But wasn't always present. That my mom's brothers, my uncle Juan, which I love dearly, and my uncle Rafa, they're my mom's younger brothers. She brought them to the U.S. during the migration of the '80s, man, and all that shit. You okay. know what I mean? She's the one that, like, fucking, <laughs> you know, say Carnales para the U.S. and they fucking started building. It's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Stories upon stories, but anyway. They and my uncle Juan played a big part because he was the, the one that threw the parties, you know, <laughs> the family parties. <laughs> but there were, I mean, tequila, birongas, Domino, like that, you know, those those memories <clears throat> of them or them even bumpy music. My uncle Rafa wasn't DJing, you know what I mean? They were just playing music like it was always cumbia, you know, corridos, uh, you know, anything from fucking banda, ch- you know, chingos of banda, banda, el They love all that shit. My uncle was a DJ, you know, Tarasco. A dj tarasco and so when i started this project i was already doing music before tarasco tropical just not you know cumbia
2: mm-hmm.
1: um i've been in the in the reggae music for quite a while i played in a bunch of bands and recorded a couple records with a my personal favorite and the best reggae band i like to think that 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 i've ever been a part of or had the pleasure to be a part of is the san antones it's just me and my best friend kevin and um yeah man like that's the that's the uh, you know the different type of shit that I've done. I don't know. I got I got out of the the, the those edibles are kicking in right <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so what drew you to uh to reggae? Well my bad. What drew you to what drew you to reggae music? Like was it just
1: reggae you know? N- no, reggae music was one of my best friends, Jerry Bear, rest in peace. Um he died actually while I was locked up and I couldn't go see him. Aww. My best friend man. I named my son after him actually. Um and so uh Jared Bear moved with me during one of those times when I was trying to get sober in Cali. And my mom sent me over here. It was 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom sent me out here with my brother to live with my bro. And he followed me. And I was all fucking cracked out that, like, I left him behind. You know, I took off. And I went over there, got in trouble, got locked up, didn't get to see him. I didn't leave him, like, just, like, later, dude. But, like, I left him with my brother. And I was like, bro, I got to bounce. I, I need to ah, fucking boom. It lasted, like, three months here. Mm-hmm. Anyway... Um, jerry bear we we had my brother had got us an apartment in san antonio off of broadway man and it, it was a really cool apartment it's just me and my best friend jerry he was my bass player in bands that i played in high school and shit like during seventh grade eighth ninth mm-hmm. He was my bassy and so um fucking yeah dude uh he played a video called rockers a movie rockers and if you haven't checked out that movie you gotta check it out man it's a uh, horse mouth um very you know famous uh a uh, reggae pioneer drummer, you know, one of the, uh, he's like the star in the movie and shit. And, you know, it's all, it shows at the time. I didn't know a lot of the, you know, a lot of these artists and it says there, but I didn't know who the fuck they were, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: the, move, the movie, the movies, you know, had the titles. I think it has the titles under like each artist or whatever, whenever they come out. Cause it's like about the life out there when reggae music was being produced in studios and shit. Like it is dope, dude. It's inner circle, you know, uh, Jacob Miller, uh, and inner circle were a thing in Jamaica. And, um, fucking he was that drumming you know i came out of that, that that band um and and so that really influenced that really like woke something up because i was already into like third wave ska and shit like that
2: mm-hmm. because of
1: punk rock you know like ska core so i went ahead of times and then i went back and started doing the research which i'm sure a lot of people that's probably how it goes you know um and man i moved to uh you know what was it when was this that we decided to start a reggae band? Oh my buddy Edson, he plays in a band called Saltwater Slide out here. Okay. He wanted to start a revolution cover band and shit, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, fuck yeah, let me listen to it, listen to that shit, liked it, you know. So I, you know, listening to new shit too. I, I was already listening to the old school shit, but I was getting more into, you know, the new reggae stuff because of friends, influences, and man, that's that's what really got me into it. And then from there, you know, I was playing reggae all the way through. I'm still actually still playing reggae. Mm-hmm. I'm playing the Dallas Reggae Festival. Hey! Playing when drums is it? for my buddy Sergeant Remo in the Vibratone. Uh What uh, date I, is that? Uh, I think April 9th bro. All
0: right, April 9th You hear that, guys? Up in Dallas, go check them out. Go check them out.
1: Yeah, check it out. I'm a, I'm on drums. I'm Max. am a drummer. Um, and then July second, I'm playing at Chingon Fest here in San Antonio, man. Nice. I, I think that's gonna be a, an exciting one.
0: That's cool. That's cool.
1: Shout out to the the bearded cartel.
0: The bearded cartel.
1: Yeah, man, just check him out, man, dude. Steve, he's—I don't really know them in person. That's all internet shit right now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But, uh, I, you know, I've seen him here and there, um, and and we just started chatting it up online. You know, and 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 he's a cool fucking dude. He, he's always posting motivational stuff in the mornings. I like that shit, man. That's good. That's you good. know. So, what
0: is the music scene out there in San Antonio? Because I I know personally, it's like very. It's very like rocker, like metal, hard rock, and stuff like that. I mean, but, but since you're out there, what is what is the scene to you? Because you're in the music scene, so what 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 can you say is like the true music scene out there in San Antonio?
1: Man, I think just everybody that's that, that that's out here. I mean, you know, before I could tell you like different eras of it, because you know I like to get into shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna do that, so I'm just gonna tell you <laughs> in a nutshell uh, what it is. Man, you know, you have a. a you know the cumbia people or the people that play Latin music. There's you know a handful over here, and then you have you know like the 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 ska bands and you have the hip hop artists. You know it's like everywhere, man. You have the little the little cliques of people. Um, I don't necessarily know a lot of them. You know what I mean? Um, I've I've rubbed you know elbows with them playing gigs and stuff. But man, I've had family since I started playing music in San Antonio. I get in, I get out. <laughs> you know you gotta go home. You know sometimes I kick it, but like I, I'm not I'm not much of a and once I get to know somebody, or you know, that's not or <laughs> yeah, yeah, chatty ch- chatty bucks, but uh yeah, man. So I, 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 and then now that like I started, you know, singing, like I, I, I've only done three gigs, so I haven't really been out there to really see what's going on now after the pandemic. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. now that everything's opening up, so. But then it was always cool, man. Like fucking, the, you know, the punk rockers, everybody, you know, because I, 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 I love all that style of music. So I go to the shows and, you know, check it out and shit like that. And it, was, it was always good, man. Like St. Mary's is, is where everything cracks. And, you know, sometimes, you know, it looks like it's cracking. Sometimes it looks like it's a, a little sad. You know what I mean? But, but yeah. the music's still banging all over the city, man. I don't know. I, that's, a, that's a tough one, bro, because I don't really like get out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I am going to. I want to. But we'll see what's up.
0: Yeah, because yeah, I have family in San Antonio. My my mom's side, or well, my my grandfather's side, his sisters and you know their their kids and stuff like that live in San Antonio. So we we used to go once in a while. And then when right. I got older, we really, we really didn't go as much. Um, but I just went to San Antonio by myself not by myself but i went with my girlfriend it was like our second time i think going because we had went with her mom once and um that was the first time ever that i ever went to like explore san antonio by myself or with with somebody because my cousins never my cousins never took me here they never took me there i was too young or like i never had the um the uh what's it called the uh the exploration bug to like go out and check out San Antonio I always go to Austin cause you know Austin's cool <laughs> but when we yeah. went to San Antonio I was like oh okay yeah this is this is pretty cool <laughs> and then after like five minutes I saw like three accidents and I was like oh no wonder.
1: I was <laughs> <laughs> oh, like that yeah, San Antonians have that that fame, huh? Texans actually. Oh man. To, to, to out of towners that yeah. It's
0: crazy, bro. I, like I I don't try, I don't wanna shit on San Antonio sometimes, but it's I guess it's cuz like in the Texan spirit we we like talking shit about, you know, each other's uh, cities and stuff like that. Um yeah, we, yeah. we you know, we did an episode about talking about San Antonio and um I'm like, bro, I don't <laughs> nice. bro, I got nervous. Because of, like, the freeways, I don't know what it is, but, like, it's, like, go this way, and then it goes, th- and I'm like, bro, who, I don't know how y'all get around. I'm amazed how y'all get around <laughs> in San Antonio, bro, because I can't do it with the freeways, bro. No, I can't.
1: Man. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? I was in fucking Denver driving, and I was, like, freaking out the whole fucking time. I was like, hey, babe, <laughs> like, help me. I need a co-pilot. Like, Denver, I'm gone. You Know she's like, it's weird because I just grabbed my phone and I'm like, well, sorry, I can't multitask, I'm yeah. terrible. I gotta drive and I, you know, somebody tell me where to go because I, I freak out, dude, like in places that I don't know. Then, after you know, like right before we were leaving, I was like, oh, okay, el am like, oh, this is over here, this is over there. And mm-hmm. I was like, what's I should have looked at the fucking map <laughs> you know I mean? like, before you left, you just like, left. um, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Study it. What the fuck's doing no. like that? But even you, even
0: world. with the phone, bro, I, I was confused because it was like, "Get off on here," and I'm like, "Why is it taking me back here?" I'm trying to go over here. This and that. but I mean, overall, it 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 was a nice experience to discover and go explore San Antonio because, like I said, I I never really get to when I was with like my parents or when I was um there visiting family because we always stayed in like a certain part where like all my family is i never really got to go explore until you know till now so it's like it's cool we went to the market we checked out all the cool stuff we had some good food and, you know it, it, it's really nice we bought uh like these little like ceramic like animals and stuff like that that they make out of clay and stuff like that it's pretty cool and uh yeah it was funny because it was during like the whole like where everybody wearing masks and stuff so like we go inside uh-huh. and, like and nobody's there And as soon as we go down like this, there's a lady, hey, you need to put your mask on. I was like, where the fuck did you come from?
1: (laughs) Where did you pop out, bro? Fucking Mr. Deeds butler ass. I was like, what the fuck, dude? But
0: it was fun. It was nice. It was nice going and checking it out. And, you know, and uh, um, I mean, we we tried some good food and stuff like that. And we we went to Six Flags and stuff like that. Bro, Six Flags has changed since the last time I went. I think the last time I went was like 15 years ago, I think. Maybe a little bit longer, Damn, bro. And I, I we I'm went. surprised how long that. It was funny because we went Thanks. and um, I was like, "Where's all the fun at?" <laughs> we, we, I was <laughs> that, like, "Why?" Is, was y'all like, got we, used a six was... we used to. We used to
1: have a six flags, huh?
0: We used to have one. Oh, that
1: was the Astro World.
0: Yeah, and the then Astroworld? they um they took it down, uh, in '05. So we've been out really, with, yeah, because of some stuff was going on, and they didn't want to pay the money to um, to rebuild stuff and, and get all this stuff like up to code and up to date and stuff like that so they're like oh we'll just tear it down and um, yeah we've been out wow. we haven't had one ever since so either we go to the one in San Antonio or we go to one of the water parks we have here but um, Six Facts always yeah. has always has a big part in my heart because it's like that's where I grew up that's where you know we, we always went to Fiesta Texas or we went to Asteroid. you know and stuff like that so but we went and I was like damn I was like, it used to be a lot bigger when I was, when I was smaller. And I was like, it felt yeah. like it was like yeah. forever. Like it, it went on for miles. And, uh, I was like, we were done with it in <laughs> like two hours. And I'm like, okay, that's time to go. <laughs> we ain't got no kids. So it's like, fuck it. We'll just go. And we'll, yeah. we'll get drunk somewhere and shit like that. And you know, all that. so.
1: Bro, you need to go to the one in California. That motherfucker will make you. Oh, cute, Magic Mountain? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I remember fucking like I got to a point where I was like, "This isn't fun. This hurts, man." Like all the fucking twists and turns. Though you know, not that I'm a bitch because I like roller coasters, but like enough is enough, you know. And we we had gone like I don't know what the fuck. It it was a like a school function, right? And I went and I was like, I got sick, man. I got sick from all that spinning because there's all kinds of shit over there. Just
0: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) No wonder. So it, makes, it makes you go crazy And some of these people. just like, what the fuck? You know, I'm getting on roller and shit like that. Um, so, uh, when did you start Tarasco Tropical?
1: That started 20... 20?
0: 2020? Okay, it's about two years ago.
1: Yeah, the, the, the pandemic came and fucking hammered everybody and I had my studio at my house at the time. Um... And everybody would come over, you know, I was producing a lot of shit, man. Just, we were just putting out a bunch of reggae shit. And, you know, I had my full-on studio in my backyard, so I had more time, you know? Yeah. To, like, just go back there and do shit. And the homies would come over, hour, two hours, get down on some shit, go back, do it again, you know? And and, and making shit happen. Well, the pandemic hit, and fucking nobody was coming to my house. So there I was, all <laughs> bummed out. My family would come over, you know, my little brother, Brian. uh he came on over one day, and we were drinking, and fucking dude was like, dude, you should write a cumbia about Big Redy." where do I go? And fucking, it was just, you know, I don't know. I, I got some 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 samples, and I put it together, and bam, that song was born, you know what I mean? And that's how it actually, it wasn't like I was a cumbia act already. It was because of the song, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit, started writing more and more, and I was like, oh, this is a newfound uh Hobby, you know, I like it. And I I feel like I sound okay. So you know, oh, you, my know Spanish you sound makes you sense. sound great, dude. I mean
0: Um I think the no, first uh, time I heard about the uh, first time I heard about Big Red and Barracor was uh I think it was Sivani, aka Principit Q when he did the remix and he was yeah. he was promoting it and posting about it and I was like I was like, Okay, that's cool. I know in San Antonio Big Red <laughs> and oh Barbakore, you know, the things are that's like the main thing, you know, to get over there. And I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. So, and then, you know, I started listening to it. And I'm like, oh man, this shit's bumping. This shit's good, dude. <laughs> hey,
2: thanks, man.
0: So I guess like, thank you, bro. I guess like with that with project that you're doing, it kind of like unlocked like another part of like your musical brain. Cause like you said, I mean, growing up, you were listening to cumbias and stuff like that. So it was kind of like it second did, nature, you, you know, pretty much.
1: I want to screenshot that little, th- what you just, uh, man, yes, 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 yes. That's what it did. And I still, still to this day, sometimes, like, I'm just like, fuck. Wait, I say still to this day, like I've been doing it for years. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, you know, like whenever I get in the studio and, I, and I'm recording or like I'm getting down, like, okay, let me, let me put it to you this way. Before I, 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 I logged on and all that, mm-hmm. I was feeling real shitty, you know what I mean? And like. I was telling my wife my stomach hurt and I just kind of feeling real down. But, any, you know, as it, as it got closer and I logged on, like, boom, like this whole other fucking show just came out that I'm interested in talking about the music and promoting, you know, this thing that I'm doing because I firmly believe in it. You know what I mean? I like it. You know what I mean? is it something in my life that, like, is it, you know, that came out of me that I'm just like, oh, shit, this is fucking i like it i fucking listen to my shit over and over again i don't go fuck what anybody says and is just to like perfect my craft you know what i mean i'm like mm-hmm. ah you know like all the songs i should have done this year i should have done that there and and, and you, but i don't get i don't bang my head over it you know what i mean i don't fucking cry about it my next tune though bah, 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 so i try to fix those things sometimes it'll come out good and then sometimes it sounds like shit you know and then it, it's like it's like this this musical wave that like i really get pumped to talk about you know what I mean and when I get in the studio like and I'm there and I'm you know I've been in the studio with Savani and 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 Gio Chamba and I was just like bam let's go you know ready and it's just on the phones actually weren't writing shit <laughs> you know, like, I'm over here making signs like I'm writing <laughs> um, but you know I liked it and I experienced it other times you know at my own studio too after that you know after I left Savani at Savani's studio, um, I I was even more pumped. You know what I mean? I felt, you know, because him and Gio Chamba really made me feel good about, you know, what I was doing and shit, you know. And we, we I think we, we wrote like four songs. Three of them are complete. One of them, which is Bailale. And then we have another one called Onguito and another one called uh, uh, Prende la Vela. Okay. And we co wrote all the, we co wrote those tunes. And I'm just stoked for people to hear them because it's like, it's the 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 older you know it's been sitting for a little while you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so i can't wait for those to come out so i could like fucking boom you know the the stuff that i've been working on now it's cool um i really like it you know because i'm taking it to like different realms man you know what i mean of the cumbia you know stilos you know that that are out there and stuff you know like you know sonidera. i'm working on a vallenato tune like you know, some chicha shit. Like, you know, I just want to be able to 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 touch every bass, you know what I mean? Every, every, you know, and, and come up with a tune that, 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 that right now is my number one goal is to be able to do that aside of like the stuff that I'm already, you know, that I have worked on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's, it, it's my thing is I, I want to put out a, 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 a EP of all the songs and it's just like straight up a raw acoustic cumbia version, you know what I mean? Of all those tunes, bailale, fucking uh poderosa amigos and it's gonna be super stripped down you know and to have like a you know, uh, couple percussionists a guitar player and accordion you that know sounds what I mean? good
0: that sounds like a really good and idea like, i like that
1: you know and, and kind of strip them down shorten the songs but like little little clips of it mm-hmm. that's, that's that's something that i'm manifesting that i want to do i want to be able to do um but yeah
0: so how did you but yeah music man how did you meet Gio chamba and how did you meet uh, Sivani? How did how, how that? How did that go?
1: Man, all on the internet, man. Like mm. I reach out to people. Like when I want to do something, I reach out to people on fucking Instagram. I don't go and see like management or anything like that. Like to me, it's like if the, if these schools are gonna gravitate towards me and want to fuck with me, you know what I mean? They're gonna they're they're gonna want to, and type of wait, you know what i mean hey what's mm-hmm. up dude whatever you know make my introduction and sometimes i get responses sometimes i don't you know i've been you know sometimes i get responses with uh empty promises you know and it's okay you know what i mean it's like it's what yeah i don't i don't hold nothing against nope you know what i mean like it's it's, it's a beautiful journey man so like yeah that's how i've been doing it is just reached out reached out to um so I was doing Big ready Barraco and then I was like kinda like getting in there on in the Instagrams and like following people and all this, following them, and um just everybody in the area because I was like, okay, cool, we're gonna fucking I'm already right, I'm already on my second tune yeah. by the time Big Red Baracoa is not even done. You know, I'm on bailale. And um so I was like, I'm gonna I wanna get this going. I wanna get a good video, I wanna do this, I wanna do that, and fucking finally I had a product and I showed that product to Savani and he like mixed it what i sent them you know what i mean because i had what i did is i I did i created this song you know midi uh with loops and shit and, and samples and then i had all my homies that are here that are reggae artists once the pandemic started you know in, in texas you know how quick we started kicking yeah. back right <laughs> so fucking boom they came over to the studio i would bring you know the keyboard player foster and he dropped some keys i brought in you know uh fucking um other musicians did the bass. My best friend, Kevin, the dude I'm in the tones with, he did the bass on that. And so I reached out to Savani, and he's like, yo, man, I can make this. You want me to give it, I remember he called it, you want me to give it the cue treatment? And I was like, yeah, I'm open to it. Like, what's up? And then, boom, that's what came out of it. You know what I mean? The sound, the, the song was very, uh, I guess, a little more old school-ish. And then Savani came in and brought in that fucking fire, bro. Yeah. I, I really love working uh, uh, on Savani tracks, man, like, because like, they fucking I, I love his style, the way he just mixes the kumia, you know, the trappy shit, and it just fucking hits, bro, and it's something different, you know, it's dope. I yeah, like it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, f-
0: fucking shout out to Zivani, bro. Shout out to Prince of BQ, bro. I had him on and, I mean, the dude is pretty much Tejano music royalty, pretty much, you know, he's you know, so he, yeah. he knows his stuff and like when I was talking to yeah yeah, pretty much, and you know, we talked to, and Me he sure. was like, I wanted to get into more of the music and my heritage and stuff like that, and it, it it's just been awesome watching him and just see, listening to his music and checking him out and I and mean, the dude is on fire, bro, like when he catches like when he catches that that, that fucking flame and just shoots up to the top, bro, it's gonna be an amazing thing. It's gonna be an amazing thing. So yes, sir. So shout out to Sivani. Yes, and then you me. know, and that's cool. Like you, you reached out to these guys like through the internet because not a lot of people uh, um, have the balls to do. Yeah, they don't have the balls to do that. They're they're scared to reach out to people and and you know I don't want to get I don't want to get rejected. You know they might not even read in and you know I've been there before where it's like I reached out to tons of people like hey let's you know let's do podcasts together this and this and that. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't, but it doesn't discourage me from keeping on, keeping on and you know, you never know yeah, of course. who's gonna come through the door. You know, like when I heard you on the other podcast that you did, I was like, Okay, this guy's pretty cool, and I was like, I wanna yeah, talk thanks, I wanna bro. I wanna talk to him and I wanna get to know more. I wanna I wanna squeeze that Lemon and try to see what I can you get. Did. You know <laughs> you,
1: you, I didn't tell you my whole fucking life. A couple minutes ago, <laughs> in <laughs> just five
0: minutes, bro. I mean, but it's like I want to get to know this guy. Like, I love picking the brains of people and just you know yeah, where man. they come I mean, from and and just how they get there right. and just how their mind works and stuff like that. So it, it you know I, it's cool because like I said, not a lot of people will do that or go reach out, but it's just it's it's the the time we live. And hey, if you want to work with somebody, reach out to them, and if they reach out to you. Shit, you gotta you got a track going and stuff like that, you
2: know?
1: Yeah, of course, man. And and, and and these guys are super humble souls, man. Like like Gio Chamba, man, I just got to see him in Colorado and like he, he, he carries this this aura, this energy, man. This like uh, like I get I you know, he's my homie, I know that, like I feel it is dope, but like I'm still like fuck, I'm I'm chilling with Gio fucking Chamba, you know what I mean? Like he's here fucking just met the, my whole family, you know what I mean? Like, um it was uh it's really dope to to know that you know shit you know putting out tracks with these guys like you know they inspire me you know mm-hmm. and they're, they're the main ones like the from jump them and my boy kevin like those are my inspiration my little brother you know what i mean like it's just the people you surround yourself with you know what i mean like like really is what what like pushes you to do uh, shit that you're just like, damn, you know the good, the good, the, the good shit, the good, posi- a, the, the good positive, yeah, you know, that, the good vibes, yeah, man, and, and and so that's just how it goes, man.
0: Yeah, it's it's the same thing with, with podcasting, man. You you meet all these people, and then you, you you know sometimes they they work out, sometimes they don't, but you know when you find those good people, you you latch onto them and. You, you're both. You know the whole good vibes just run through everything, and you become stronger as a, as a group, as a community, as friends, as family, and stuff like that. So, I totally understand. It, you know, and it's funny because I used to be in the music industry and just, <laughs> I used to be in the music scene too. So when when, when I was younger, oh yeah, yeah, I no uh, what'd you play? I played guitar, and then I kind of transitioned right. to bass a little bit. But like my story is, is uh, <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. Uh, so okay. In high school, I was looking for bands to play in because I was like, I want to start a band, I wanna be a rock star, you know, I wanna go up on stage, I wanna <laughs> tour, I wanna just have a good that's what I wanted to be. So Yeah, of course. Um I was like, Okay, well I gotta find a band, you know, hey, let's do this. So I found a band of some friends of mine, well not really friends, but people I knew in high school. And uh, they're like, Yeah, you know, we need another guitar player. So I was like, Okay, cool, hey, you know. And where I used to work at uh, was right across the street from their apartment so i would be like okay cool hey i gotta go work but uh i'll bring my stuff with me and then you know i'll go after my shift is done so we go and uh we, you know we, we jam for a little bit and i was like okay hey this might work out and stuff like that we played one show together and it was a uh yeah. it was an open mic night at this place called fitzgerald's here in houston it's, it's no longer here but um right. pretty legendary place but um we play. It didn't go so well at all, and people can, oh, people can believe me. Like you can go and <laughs> check out the YouTube video because it's on YouTube. The videos of our, our performance. <laughs> oh, nice. Horrible, bro. Like the bass player was like half a step down. The drummer sucked. The guitar player was in a different tune. Um, just <laughs> everything is. It was, it was a shit show. It's a shit show on YouTube. So. I really,
1: is it, there's one that went viral of a band that everything you just described to a D. Like, I, don't, is, I don't know if it's that but one. <laughs> usually all, usually
0: all I'll send it to you and uh, you'll be like, yeah, okay, that cool. was a shit I, show. I was,
1: already, I was already on YouTube ready for you to tell me. Oh, uh,
0: fuck. You know, let me, I think uh, it might be Night Terror. I know it sounds like, all oh, like, fucked up. <laughs> Uh, it was kind of, not kind of like that, but, um, yeah, dude, it just, it was just messed up.
1: No, I hear death not. metal when I hear that night terror.
0: But do I have it here somewhere? Okay. <clears throat> good. Man, uh, send later. I'll send it to you later anyways, but yeah, it, it was a shit show, dude. And, um, I was like, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to, I do what everybody does. I'm going to go solo. I'm going to go solo. I'm going to do my own thing. <laughs> it took a couple years. I met up with some other people that I went to school with. Tried doing things of my own. Didn't really work out until I met this one band on this band, play, like this music musician page called Band Mix. And um, mm-hmm. it, was a, uh, it was a Spanish alternative rock band. So I was like, okay, whatever. That's cool, you know. Everybody's doing guitar, mm-hmm. so I was like, "Fuck it, I gotta do bass" because not everybody wants to be a bass player, you know. Uh, yeah. So I was you like,
1: took one for the team. <laughs> I took I took one
0: for the team, and uh, the guys You're a were team pretty player, cool, bro. The guys were pretty cool, and uh, it was uh, it was pretty interesting. Couple well, those eight months that I was with them, we did a couple shows. We did we did some really weird shit, bro. We played in like this hall <laughs> that was like kind of abandoned, but I don't know what was going on. <laughs>
1: We played at a house party. But y'all jammed.
0: Yeah, we we jam. I mean, the singer was kind of good, but he wasn't that great. The drummer was blind. Oh fuck! Yeah, the drummer was literally like legally blind, bro. Like he he oh, couldn't wow. really see. Um, the guitar players were just not. You know, one of them had another. They man have <laughs> Well, pretty much, one of them, one of them acted like he didn't have any fingers. But yeah, man, it was just, it, that one was a shit show too. But you know, we worked hard, we practiced, and I tried to get as many good shows as we can. You know, we played at some venues and stuff like that, and then ultimately they kicked me out because That's I shit. I expressed my frustration because it's like, yo, I'm putting myself, I'm putting us out here. And I'm doing social media, I'm practicing, I'm trying to get a shows. It's like nothing's working and then you know whenever i would throw out an idea nothing and just like i got frustrated and it was like oh hey look i'm i'm sorry you know i i got just (laughs) it it was hot so it's like they got they were like oh hey summer okay yeah so they understood and we played what did we do i think we played one show excuse me um and uh I met this guy named Robert. We played on the same show. I forgot. The, it was like La Cien. There was this this group here in Houston. Um, really like famous Spanish rock band, I guess, whatever. And it was their last show. So it was La Cien, uh, this guy named Robert Soli, and us. And uh, <laughs> when I tell you that was like a bad show, as soon as we hit the first <laughs> note, pow, the snare breaks. <laughs> Yes, bro. The snare. Fuck. So we're like 10 minutes. Yeah. We're like, anybody have a, an extra snare? So I was like, oh, fuck. So we go and we set it up. Summer. And we do the show. And uh, I think I dipped out. I think I dipped out. And um, they all took pictures with each other and stuff like that. And, and um, they end up, like, kicking me out. Because, um, oh, you know, because the whole frustration and stuff like that. And the way, they did it was, the way they did it was funny. The lead singer, he was like, hey, can you come meet me at the recording spot? Because we used to practice at his parents' house. And he was like, hey, yeah. bring the bass amp, and we'll work out some stuff together. Okay. So when I get there, I was like, here, where are the rest of the guys at? And uh, he was like, oh, they're yeah. not going to make it because they had something to do. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. We start talking, this and this and that. He's like, hey, can you leave the amp? I was like, I'm going to work on some stuff because we were recording an album. And,
1: um, I was like, Hey, that's That's cool.
0: That's how they got me. And then like a couple months later, uh, well, I had already knew like the next day I used to take care of like the Facebook and all that. They had blocked me. So I was like,
2: Ooh,
0: I was like, okay, I know what's going on here. So like a couple months passed by.
2: (laughs) Hey, we all decided
0: that, uh, uh, it's best for us to move on from you. And I'm like, yeah, I knew that already like three months ago.
1: No, no shit. No shit. Sherlock.
0: (laughs) So. I ended, up meeting Gee, with thanks. The, <laughs> I ended up meeting with this guy named Robert Soli that we played a show with. We did a band. Same thing. You know, his ego got a little too big. Um, Uh-oh. And I was just like, hey, look, I'm just going to start my own thing. I had already booked them like, two shows. I was like, y'all go ahead oh. and do the shows. I'm cool. You know, whatever. Um, so a couple years go by. I try to start stuff on my own. Didn't really work out. I did some little recording of my own on my my laptop and stuff like that. Wasn't up to par what I think. And then that's when I kind of turned to podcasting. But I started off as a musician. So it's like I understand like all that, like the the process of thinking and trying to come up with a song, recording, doing shows and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, and like I said, I took him for the the team that played bass.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then they fucking did you dirty them assholes. You know, they're lost. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes
0: I miss it, bro. Are they
1: still are they are they are they still a band?
0: Uh I think the Spanish one is the the Spanish rock one was called, they're called Camino Novayel. I think they're still going, but I'm not sure. The guy, the lead singer has been re- trying to record an album for like 10 years and really never oh, got yeah. anywhere. So I don't know what's going on with him. The other guy that I did uh music with Robert Soli, I think he disbanded the group, and everybody went their separate ways, and he does, like, uh, like, he'll come in and, like, do, uh, what's it called, sit-ins with other bands and stuff like that. So, every yeah. group that I, I was in didn't really, didn't really work out. The other group, the one that was in the first beginning, they ended up getting locked up. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Holy got, shit.
0: Yeah. Uh, something happened with CPS, and that was a shit show. Um, it was all over wow. the news and everything, so it was it was crazy. But luckily, oh, I, I got out of that, I got out of that situation before they involved me. But I mean, uh, yeah, man, I, I I I love music. I've been in music, music's part of my life too. You know, growing up, hearing all this music from Texas and cumbia, tejano music, and stuff like that. So it's like it, it's that connection we have as musicians as well, where it's like. We know the vibe, like oh yeah, that that's gonna be good. You know, we're riding together, we're playing together, we all we're on one unison, and it's like that's the shit, yeah. that's fire. You know, that's what's fun,
1: for sure, man. It's um it's something beautiful.
0: It is. Not a lot of people get to experience that because they're like, how you know, they don't know that feeling that musicians get, where it's yeah. like we're all on one page and it's, it's fire, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy.
0: So, for the people That's out a, there that don't know Spanish, what does Tarasco Topical mean?
1: So Tarasco is a word uh, the, the the Tarascans, you know, or Purepecha. Mm-hmm. Um, the history as to why they call them uh, the Purepecha Tarascans is 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 some you you're gonna have to go look up for yourself. <laughs> but uh, it pretty much means uh, you know the Taras- the Taraskan, the, uh, the Purepecha Empire, man, mm-hmm. and. Tropical is obviously just like, because I like reggae music and I want to do reggae music and I love, you know, Cumbia and I'm doing Cumbia music. So, um, uh, that's where the tropical comes in, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, um, so like I told you earlier, my uncle was DJ Tarasco and so I kind of wanted to be, well, I wasn't going to be like a gangbanger, like baby Tarasquito or something like that. (laughs) I I was like, I'm going to call this Tarasco Tropical.
0: Kind of like a memory of him pretty much. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Paying homage to my uncle, you know, cause he was paying homage to our roots and, and culture, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I wanted to do the same thing. Like, why not, you know, the, you know, a lot of people do it in, in, you know, shit and, in, you know, multiple musicians, you know, and their kids and shit. And there's maybe this, maybe that small, you know, or, or something similar to, you know, and, and that's what I wanted to do is just pay homage, kind of like continue that, you know? Yeah. Um, and do do it with cumbia. It started, it started off with cumbia, but, you know, I got some reggae tunes I'm recording in Spanish. So my thing is, is mainly to do, you know, I'll do some Spanglish stuff, but, like, the Spanish stuff is, 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 is my stuff. It's what I want to do, you know what I mean? And I've been inspired by a lot of artists lately, man, that, like, you know, not necessarily I take something from them, but, like, I make mental notes and, you know, I try to apply similar, you know, uh, techniques and... And in Cumbia, you know what I mean? So it's it's pretty cool, man, because my influences aren't just like Cumbia artists, you know. I'm listening to span you know, hip hop from Spain, uh Violadores del Verso, I'm listening to like, Reggaeton or like El Residente. I always a huge fan of Calle Teresa, man.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and so now I'm following like his solo stuff and and, and he's another inspiration and, and I like you know all kind of style music man because I'm I I've been getting into the, the the last year i i've been getting a lot into like the corridos tumbados like the new era of like the corrido cats and stuff so mm-hmm. i have a song that i'm working on too that's a little corrido tumbado um and i have some you know just different shit i'm, I'm dabbling in everything man yeah. like they're they're not like completed tunes the mm-hmm. but most of the completed shit is cumbia for sure but i i plan on dabbling into other stuff you that's know cool. in the near future
0: that's cool that's cool
1: um
2: yeah.
0: All right. Well, here's a little segment that I, I'm trying to start with a bunch of uh, musicians and stuff like that. Whenever I have a musician on or a podcaster, I want to have this segment where it's I'm going to name a band and you name me the one song that comes to mind when you hear this band. All right. Cool. So you chose so like if I name like a band, yeah. give me the one song that comes to mind as soon as it, as soon as it hits. All right. So number one, Bob Marley.
1: Oh, you're telling me to uh, Yeah, yeah yeah, uh, yeah, 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 like the name like, the song. Yeah, yeah. like give oh, me war.
0: give me give me a song that comes to mind war. when you hear the name Bob Marley. War. War. Okay. Uh Gianlino Sanchez.
1: Las Nieves de enero.
0: Hey. Uh, yela.
1: Tragos de amargo lipo. <laughs> mm. Selena. biri bidi, bam bam.
0: Okay, okay. Ramones.
1: Um hey, ho let's go. Hey, ho let's go.
0: Okay, uh Tupac.
1: California. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: yeah, uh what's another one? Okay, um uh, Bad Bunny.
1: Oh man, I don't know too much like his oh you know which one I really like Bella Cosa with Residente. That one's fucking bad. Okay. okay. Yeah. Giochamba. I like that that, that, that tripiao, man that, that one he just put out, man. But you know, um La Putura is another one that's really good. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Uh what's another group I can name? Chino you know? uh Emilio. Emilio, who? Uh, Stefan? Uh, what's his name? Uh, the one from San Antonio. Emilio. Tejano star.
1: Oh, man. Uh, yeah, you, you, that's going to be tough, bro. That's going to be tough because I don't really listen to a whole lot of Tejano. Okay, okay, okay.
0: Like, yeah, I, got yeah. I got you. I got you. I got you. I'm going write
1: that down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, to um, know their names. I listen to the radio station, but I don't know any, like, Artist, mm-hmm. which I'd love to collaborate and do something someday with somebody. You know, I try, too.
0: Yeah, I reach yeah, out, man.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, and what? Okay, the last one is Tarasco Topical. What is? What's the one song like when somebody's like, give me one song that, that comes to mind when you hear Tarasco Topican?
1: Big ready, barbacoa for sure. But man, I gotta tell you, I got this new song about tequila that is my absolute favorite and I got a, 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 or me and Savani, you know, it's with Bernice Bicu. Um, We have a special guest on that. He's from Houston and I'm pretty excited about that one.
0: Can you, can you <laughs> give us a little details about it or I got to wait?
1: <laughs> I, I guess I got, I, I got to wait man till it's like fucking, you know, it's, it's in the bag, but you know, like,
2: Just I don't know. I Just don't know how ready. that, okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. So, I noticed that you're a Raiders fan. Yeah. How do you feel about? I, I married it. How you mar Okay, so you married into to the Raiders.
1: I, yes, I'm not. I ain't even gonna front. Mm-mm, no, man. I grew up Lakers, Dodgers, and that was it. Football was not like my shit. You know what I mean? Like it mm-hmm. was not until I married my wife, man. Huge Raider fan. Obviously, all a lot of the homies growing up were Raider fans, you know. But I also grew up with San Francisco for Niners fans and Cowboys. Cali's like, got. A, a whole fucking trail mix of fans too, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. since a long time ago, so I grew up with like Steeler fans too, and so my apartment complexes like the Cholos were all Steeler fans you know, <laughs> fucking dressed you know, from head to toe and shit like that so anyway, I wasn't really like into into the sport, mm-hmm. and I married my wife, and her and her brother are are huge fans of, of, of football and he's a Chargers fan my wife is a Raiders fan, and you know, they told me their, their their story how, like, you know, they started being fans. But I won't we'll, we'll get into that. But they got me into the sport. And, you know, Sundays is like tradition. I get together, you know, not every Sunday. But, you know, during football season, like, we, we tend to get together a lot. And this will brings family together, you know. It's funny because it's like a slogan about it, but it's true. Like, you know, brings us together with my her only brother here, you know. Like, fucking... And we get together with his wife and, you know, the kiddos and we barbecue or whatever, you know. I'm surprised you're not a a
0: Cowboys fan since you're out there in San Antonio.
1: You know, know, it's funny that you say, well, because I just didn't get into it, you know, until I got with my wife. Like, that's just what it is. It never really called Like, I didn't even know how the sport fucking worked. You know what I mean? I didn't, bro. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't. And then fucking just, you know. Two, three, four seasons, six seasons, now seven seasons, you know what I mean? That I'm you know, now I'm good. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, but I'm still not into like the draft and all this and all that, you know, like man, I gotta I got a life to live. That <laughs> actually takes a lot of energy I and mean, I got music to do, but yeah. no, man, Raider fan for sure. You know, um and yeah, you what I was gonna tell you is it's funny is that uh my aunt used to, my uncle used to go to Mexico when we lived out there, and they would bring suitcases of clothes, and my aunt once brought a sweater of the of the Dallas Cowboys from, you know, one of the rich kids, she she cleaned the house, and they gave it to her, mm-hmm. and the kid was obviously a Dallas fan, so there's a picture of me wearing, I don't know where it's at, one of my sisters has it, but it's a picture of me with that on, and I'm fucking flipping off the camera, <laughs> <laughs> and I want that picture, because I'm in, like, the fourth grade, bro, like, <laughs> This or I want to see it like and it, it, man it, it's been a long time since I've seen that picture but anyway so there's that you could say I was once upon the time a time <laughs> a Dallas Cowboys fan
0: and you said Raiders and, and Dodgers too right so you're you're I guess were you are Dodgers- you more of a baseball fan or a basketball fan?
1: Man, I'm like right in between on on both sports, but I, as I, as a youngster, so. Growing up in in Cali, we would go to after school programs and shit that the parks and recreation would hold, and they do like uh, latchkey after school programs and they're free. Your parents just had to fill out a permission slip. Boom, we come after school, play games, shoot the shit. You know they had special ed kids and shit that would go there, and you know they had like a, a van service that would take them and shit in the summers that would serve food, and so they try to involve the kids in the community because it's a fucked up community, you know, There's gangs and all that shit, mm-hmm. and um, fucking I would go there and fucking, you know, that, that, that played a man. I don't even know where I was going with that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the sports and that baseball. And, like where you, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: you, okay, there you go. So <laughs> it was all fucked up. Um, so they would, We'd, we'd have fundraisers and they would take us to the dodger stadium okay. you know for five dollars and they'd fill up a fucking school bus load because it was part of the city of fucking just kids that had their permission slips and then there was like the latch le- leaders you know what i mean there was like three or four adults and they'd watch fucking 30 kids and we'd go on field trips man and because of them i got to do a lot of the cool shit that you you know that that i wasn't able really to do with my family because even though la was 20 minutes you know up the road like we didn't even we didn't go you know to fucking dodger games my family you know like that, that wasn't a thing so because of parks and recreation i was able to go to dodger games fucking dude because of that place i got to visit the the the, the neverland ranch by michael jackson's ranch man i've fucking been there like fuck yeah i can say that that's, that's, that's you know what i mean
2: bro. You,
0: that's you, some dope
1: i could say you, you didn't get touched did you <laughs> bro i get that shit from everybody i'm like i'm like i, I you know what my answer to that is i wish motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, i wasn't
1: hot enough but that's cool bro i mean that
0: that's really cool like you got to do all these cool things with you know with the city helping out and with you know yeah that's awesome
1: that's what got me to the sports though it was because of that you know mm-hmm. what i mean um other, other than that like my family wasn't really too you know my bro- my older brother bernie was was into sports but he was already living somewhere else you know he was out of the house and shit and so i didn't really have the sports influence for my brother's side and shit because i have six, six brothers and sisters now and they're all i oh, only have one younger brother mm-hmm. they're older you know and so i say they're older but fuck I'm, i don't know i'm 34 the oldest is like 45 Okay. Anyway, they're all cool as fuck. I love them. Shout out to all my brothers and sisters. They're fucking dope. We're like Are there any yeah, are some of mom. them any
0: musicians too or no? They never got like the music book. Yeah,
1: yeah, my my brother Bernie played in a band called the Beaver Eaters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's uh that's an interesting name. That's a very interesting. Yeah, if dude, you guys don't understand the, that the, the, I mean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they got to open up for Rage Against the Machine when Rage was not fuck Against no Machine fucking no way Rage. that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah and uh, they're fucking awesome man and rest in peace uh, to Eddie his, uh the bass player just recently passed away from cancer fuck mm-hmm. cancer um but yeah he played and then he played in marching band he was first chair fucking trumpet Brad badass brass player bro oh my brother was a shit first chair first in line at the parades like this fool did it and then Mikey uh. Uh he's he's younger than him. Uh he uh, he tried like the tuba and shit and did it for a little while, but that was that, you know. And other than that, no, nobody else is Bernie that did it there for me. My older brother. You know. Mm-hmm. That, that that also inspired, you know, on top of like the music, the DJ, my uncle, all that shit. Like so it was definitely an inspiration. I looked up to it because I started off as a guitar player, singer, man. Mm-hmm. And then um in the seventh grade and I played what was the name? What was the name of that band? We had a stupid name. I don't remember. And Then I played in a band called the Hypocrites, and that band was a we were better. You know, that's when I just, I became I went into the band trying to play guitar, um, but it turned out that I played better drums than the guitar player, so we swapped. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Or I played better drums. I played better drums than the drummer, and he became a guitar player. Um. Anyway, that band that's when drumming started for me, man. Like that's like eighth grade, ninth grade. And I played in a bunch of bands out there, did a lot of backyard gigs, man. I had some cool experiences when I was younger playing a backyard gig. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were covering Operation Ivy. Officer, you act like an animal. You're out of control. Dude, I wish there were cell phones like the way they are now because we're fucking jamming, bro. A backyard gig, fucking loud as fuck, you know, playing some ska Core shit. And the helicopter's shutting down the gig, bro. We're playing Officer in the middle of that shit. That shit was tight. I'm never going to forget that.
0: Something That's like out of a movie. Dope. That sounds pretty
1: badass. <laughs> yeah, that really happened over here, but yeah. Hey, I so I really like heard movie.
0: like, uh, like those helicopters are like are really around the city, right? I mean, because like I have friends out We're there sure. that um that say sometimes they'll be asleep and they'll just. <laughs> Like, the helicopters just flying around with the little lights. Is it really like that? I mean, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I've never been to the West I Coast. I mean,
1: it depends on the areas, you know. A lot of it has gentrified and stuff. and I mean, there's still underground crime and all that. But I haven't been over there in a minute, man. And, like, you know, little by little, like, you, I've been growing more distant uh, from, like, the friends over there and all that. You know, it's just a part of life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, once upon a time, yeah, man, in certain areas, yeah, you know that shit was cracking and it's still cracking you know the helicopters they're always chasing a fucking crazy tweaker bro come on like you know what i mean like <laughs> there's always something crazy going on in the hood over there, like. and there's a whole lot of hoods you know yeah. <laughs> so yeah they're fucking out there man that's a job for sure out there sure. you know um um but yeah i mean i had my fair share of encounters with that and that was probably the most epic one because i was just a young high school kid and they shut it down, send everybody home, pack my drums. And, hey, it was fucking cool. Should take <sighs> like it to it, the next yeah. spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably would happen. Yeah. I don't remember that far, man. I never, but. well, I did
0: play, I played like two backyard parties, but they weren't, they weren't like that. Um, I think I talked about it one time on an, uh, on a podcast episode. So I, I played with this, this guy named Robert, which I talked about before. And we met this guy named Harley, some white boy, long hair, beard and everything. And he was like, hey, man, I'm going <laughs> to start a beer garden. And I'm looking for some bands to play to open it. So I was like, OK, yeah, cool, whatever, you know, At fuck it, it out here. North, North, uh, North Houston, stuff like that. And uh, we booked the gig and everything's in that. And so we meet up there early just to get set up and just check it out. We get there and it's like this. It looks like an abandoned house. So I was like, what the fuck's going on? And then the the guy comes from the gate, and he's like, what's up? And I'm like, oh, thank God. I was like, I thought we were about to get fucking like fucking uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre you know shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) So he takes us through the gate, and he's like, this is the beer garden. He's like, it's not set up yet, but this is where it's gonna go, and this is gonna go here, and this and this and this and that. So we're like, this motherfucker don't have nothing set up. So what the fuck are we doing? And, uh,
1: was You're like, putting a venue together, son. <laughs> we were
0: pretty much like, "Hey, y'all, gonna help us put it up." Right now? Um, so he brings us into like this little garage, kind of house looking. I guess like a, like a little second home in the back. And we're there smoking mm-hmm. weed and shit like that. And I'm like, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. I don't know where the fuck we're at. But like, I smoked, and uh, I think we were the first band to play. Bro, I tell you, the stage was small, like. Literally, like, a, like two people could sit on the stage. That was it. That was it. So yeah, been been there. Yeah, and uh, we're playing, and I'm I'm fucking high. I don't even know what I played. I don't know if I played it right. I don't know if I, I I did anything. But like, I was like, fuck, bro, this place was weird. And then we played a second time, and that time he got everything set up. So he made this. He made a bigger stage. I was like, cool, cool, cool. So there was like five other bands that played. the f- The time we started our second song, the power went out. So I was like, crap. Okay, that's
2: cool.
1: <laughs>
0: we kept trying to play that song. Bang. The power went out again. I it literally went up like five times, bro. Oh,
1: I'm even finish I our, my shit. I'm going home. Literally, we, <laughs> we
0: didn't even finish our our set, bro. We barely played like the second or third song.
1: Like, bro, you need some new breakers in that bitch. Maybe a new probably, breaker box. Maybe the, maybe the whole place needed to be wired, rewired. <laughs>
0: Who knows, bro? So we we just like Bug, that's fuck it. We didn't even man. fucking play, bro. We just like fuck this and never saw that guy again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it didn't work out. Business didn't work out.
0: No, I mean, and we met some other cool people and stuff like that, and it just it got really messy after a while. Like it's it's a whole of thing like that would be something like off air because it's a lot it's a lot to talk about but i think i talked about it before <laughs> but yeah man for it, sure man
1: it. let's link up sometime
0: yeah hey i mean shit for sure one of these days one of these days hold on excuse- all right excuse me, my bad i had to sneeze um hello yeah, but yeah dude thank okay. you thank you but yeah man it's <sighs> being a musician is crazy sometimes bro being a musician is crazy yeah yeah you got any crazy I'm just you got you got some crazy stories from the day.
1: Oh, dude, check it out. So one time I got to tell you this, and this is my uh, my boy Kevin, Kevo. We call him, <laughs> him El Guero Cumbiambero. Uh, he's uh, my bass player. The in the in the ignorant video, he's in the back white boy in the background playing the guitar.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: that's, that's my best friend, man. And we we have history, man. He's like the first homie here in San Antonio. I had and the first musician you know I started playing with too. Was my bass player, I was the drummer and. We had this kid named Gino. We had a gig at this bar. And I mean, Kevin, what, Kevin could tell you the story. Very colorful, very vivid. He'll make you shit your pants, you know. But uh, man, it was I was driving my company truck, right? Um, I worked for a landscape company, and I had an F-250. And there we are, packed in this F-250 with all my equipment and us S3, man. The name of our band was always late. So we were late as fuck. And we fucking, like, I, I did a, a, a hit and run, bro. Like not like a, it was a bump and run, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. I didn't like fucking, but I I was like I couldn't, hey, man, fucking. I was like, so, I think I was like nineteen, or, or maybe twenty. So I wasn't allowed to be on his insurance. So he let me borrow the truck because when you're you have to be twenty one. Like I guess business insurance, there's, there's, yeah, you know they charge you more, if if like fucking, you have somebody that's under the age of nineteen on your insurance, like it jacks up. So he just didn't put me on. I hit this fucking car. We take the fuck off. We were already drinking, too. Then we get to the fucking venue. Our singer, guitar player, was already fucked up, dude. This kid gets fucking kicked. We play our set. He fucking wasted. He goes to the bar. He was a minor, mind you. He's over there asking for alcohol. Gets fucking kicked out. He gets caught drinking in there. Realize that he was a minor. (laughs) And he, he looks back. When they kick him out, he's like... I don't give a fuck. I already spent my paycheck anyway. <laughs> 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 he had already drank at that bar, fucking his whole paycheck, so he didn't give a fuck, you know. But they know. caught on. Okay. It was a fucking. You have to know these people to to know the situation. It's fucking hilarious, bro. <laughs> that's one of my crazy stories. I'm sure there's been more, but that's one of the ones that that just bring me a a giggle here and there when I think about it.
0: Yeah, man. I, I'd love to get into like. San Antonio music scene and check out more people and and just link up and you know try to get them on the podcast and stuff like that because, like I said, yeah, it, man. it's 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 cool because, like I said, you, everybody knows Austin, everybody knows the music scene out there. Everyone's just it's tiring, but it's like let's, <laughs> let's check out San Antonio, let's see what they got. You know,
1: same thing with Houston, everybody there's a lot of talent, bro. There's a lot of fucking talent, bro. I man, bet, I bet, yeah, man. There's- there's there's talent up the ass man is now whether they do something with it or not that's a whole different ass ball game you know people grow have families can't play as much gotta stay local but man there's there's a big uh you know one of the people you know one the, the few people out here that the, they're the scot like it's a scossing scene I don't know if they have a name for it or whatever but like the scossing scene out here mm-hmm. the those musicians uh they're really fucking good man like two of them lathe and. And some other dude, they're they're on tour with the Toasters, you know. They're you know New York Scott. These dudes put out a record as Channel One under the Megalith label, mm. and like so, so they've done shit. That was a pretty big label that I believe that guy Bucket, the Toasters, owns it. Now he lives in Texas, so he took these guys. They're on tour right now, or they just got back. I'm not too sure, but they're really talented. And those dudes play in all those fucking bands, man. Like Lost Project, uh, River City All Stars. You know the, the, the singer passed away, Vincent. Rest in peace, Vince um but they, he was another fucking badass dude like a not sort of like a pioneer but one of the ogs doing ska music in san antonio you know mm-hmm. um the punk rock scene too there's some really dope bands over here you know the cumbia scene i'm just now getting into you have bands uh um uh, you have badass producers like uh santo boom you know i feel like he's he didn't get as much credit you know i mean this dude's like straight up san anto you know and um he, he's badass uh that's probably somebody you get on the podcast a very smart guy he, you know knows shit like he's a he's a teacher professor or something like that man mm-hmm. um and then you have uh Bumbasta, like that singer i know he's a you know um he posts a lot of cool stuff online you know very uh you know pushing for the culture you know um have you met a
0: dj aftermath nah man yeah he's uh-huh. a he's a he's a cool guy i had him on a couple a couple months ago he's from oh he claims san antonio he's from san antonio but he lives i forgot where he lives somewhere outside maybe like 45 minutes away from san antonio but um yeah he's he's linked up with like a lot of like these Tejano stars and he you know he's a dj too he plays the accordion he sings and you know and his uh his his deal has like this radio station so he you know, he hooks up with him sometimes, and he's a pretty cool dude. And, you know, we talked about the music scene out there, too. So um, if you haven't heard of cool. DJ yeah. Aftermath, check him out, bro. He's pretty cool.
1: I am. I am, man. I, li- I like always, you know, there's so many artists out here, man. Like, yeah. There really is. Noticing there's, like, some trap artists from out here, too, that are, like, really big, have huge followings online and stuff like that. And I'm like, hell, yeah, I get it, you know? San Antonio needs that. For sure. That dude. fucking badass coming out of here, you know, like that. That, I mean, I don't know. If there's there's a lot of actors too and actresses from this motherfucker dude. I, I think that 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 Megan The Stallion's actually from San Antonio. I read an article or something like that.
2: You know, yes. like she was you know what born I'm saying? and
1: like y'all.
0: Yeah, she was born in San Antonio and then she moved to Perla. And that's why I say we don't we shouldn't claim her because she's San Antonio. Let San Antonio claim her. They need so, <laughs> need somebody to claim too. You know.
1: <laughs> and with Lizzo, she's from Houston too, right? Jill Chamba, like I think he went to school with her or some shit. You know, like with Lizzo, uh, I don't know if you heard that. Yeah, I saw Yeah, Lizzo,
0: that. I think so. Uh Lizzo was yeah, born Lizzo. in Detroit. She moved here oh, no when shit. she was ten. So that's another person who I say we don't claim. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but it's pretty cool that Gio has that little connection with her, you know, that he you know, he he, he played with her and hung out with her and stuff like that. So that's it's pretty cool, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. <clears throat> it's really cool, man, because Gio Trump is a badass artist too. I see him up there in the stars, man. Like I man that dude's got mad talent
2: for sure man. his
1: songwriting is very very nice and precise and i look up to that shit man i want to learn to do some you know he's a singer of course i'm more of like a narrator mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like i've actually uh, there's a song that, that 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 i've been uh trying to sing to right now like sing sing uh so stay tuned for that hey. <laughs> all
0: right well uh let's get to the two segments that are part of this show, and um, cool. one of them is called. Let me find my my music for that. All right, here we goes. Unpopular, Unpopular opinions. opinions. So pretty much, this segment is called Unpopular Opinions. So okay, I usually let my my special guest go just to give them a feel for it, but I give them an example, kind of like. Like, okay, my unpopular opinion is I think that Pico de Gallo is basura. I like think it's trash. So that's kind of <laughs> yeah. like the icebreaker, you know, like get the, get people going, like, oh, okay, you know, this and that. So um, since you're a special guest, do you have any unpopular opinions? Like could be in the music scene, could be in the food, could be within the city, within the culture, whatever.
1: I do not like smoking blunts. I'll hit them but i do not like it that's my own popular right yeah that's that
0: that's a a pretty good one you don't really you don't prefer blunts then you know okay i get that i mean i don't i don't like blunts either it's just uh it's just something about them that just kind of like stinks i think in a way sometimes
1: okay okay so you should have said i like smoking out of I, i like joints instead of Blunts. That's yeah. what it
0: should have been, right? Yeah, kinda like that. Kinda blunts. Like that anyway. Bl anyway.
1: Bl- uh joints over blunts. There we go. That's there my we go. Popular, unpopular opinion. There we go. Boom, I got it. Let's go.
2: Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I like
0: I kinda prefer like the um what's it called? Not the bong, but the uh the pipe. I prefer pipe before over anything else. I don't I don't mind a joint. Yeah. I don't mind uh uh um, a, uh, what's it called, whatever else, but I prefer, I don't know, I just, I just like, I just like just doing it like that, it seems so simple to me, it's
1: like, I don't Yeah, bubblers up, are nice you know, too, and stuff like I like that. bubblers too, yeah, yeah.
0: I've, I've hit like the bong before and I've been like, I, I <laughs> thought I was in another decade bro, I thought I was back in the 70s,
1: I was like, what the fuck, I've <laughs> seen colors, bro, Shit. oh my god, first time i did dabs that's what happened to me really i got sent no i, I got i got sent to the upside down uh, <laughs> like, like yeah,
2: yeah. phantom zone
1: <laughs> uh, that's a whole nother story let's go what's next um uh, i gotta come up with one or no it's your turn
0: okay uh do do do, do. i uh what's an unpopular opinion that i had well, here's another one. I guess within Texas, and you, mm-hmm. I guess you might kind of you might understand it. Uh, so i I like In-N-Out Burger, but I prefer Water Burger over In-N-Out, and I don't really think In-N-Out is that great. Now, mm-hmm. I will say that the burgers are good when they're hot. The French fries, the uh, papa? Yeah. The papas, no. The papas are trash, bro. They taste like fucking styrofoam, packing peanuts. <laughs> but I prefer I prefer Water over In and Out, and I just I'd just, like
1: you know. I'm gonna rebuttal to that, and okay. because I'm a Californian,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, I think it's two different worlds. You know what I mean? Yes. And 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 so like. I don't know like, obviously they're hamburgers but like two di- there's a bunch of different you know then you have hamburgers on sweet bread i feel like that's a whole ass other world you know what i mean yes. you know you have charlie's burgers you have like those big old badass fucking bur- you so I, I i like to the way i end that argument with like texans when they want to talk about that i say it's two separate worlds man two different type of burger you know the in and out burger is kind of like the original restaurant started doing burgers like that was called easy takeout mm-hmm. or one of the i don't know if they were before or whatever, but it's in El Monte, California, and it's like a style, you know what I mean? Like, that's what they did, kind of like, you know, they came to your car, took your order type of shit, not that they really did that, or I know if they do that, but that's kind of the vibe they give on their t-shirts and shit, you know what I mean? They try to paint paint this image, and so, like, that, that, that cut of fry, it's like a thing out there, you know, and then they put, you know, the Thousand Island dressing, and, you know, and they make it animal style, and the burger the same way, you know, so it's like a whole different thing. Now, a is a traditional American burger to me. I get it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The only thing that's not traditional, little talking shit right here, is the big old pieces of fucking onion. You know what I mean? Like that shit. I'm just like, give me some round fucking onion. That's a hamburger for me. Don't you know? mm-hmm. so, give me big old cuadros of fucking like. So fucking that's my only negative you input like that. on that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like.
0: Fuck. Uh, me? I don't like and onions on my burger. So I, I usually take them oh, out.
1: Okay. So you don't have a problem. You take them out. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. that's what I do when I go to Whataburger. But anyway um my unpopular opinion is andrew i mean uh, uh apple over android really i get mad l- low-key at friends that like you know i'm like like the guy that I, one of one of my workers he has an android and i'm like well facetime me oh he, he can't facetime me. you know and fucking you know to show me like the progress or if he runs into an issue or something and mm-hmm. so that's my 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 unpopular uh Opinion right there.
0: Well, since we're doing rebuttals, I uh, <laughs> I'm Team Android, so I I don't know, man. Just Uh-oh. for me, for me, I think Android's a little bit easier to use. I, I my parents have an iPhone. I know people that have iPhones, and I get it. It's it's like a status thing. It's like, oh, I got the iPhone, you know. But I just I don't know. I just it's I so like. Funny. It, no, so it's true. true. So fucking true. It's true, I have two bro. Teenagers, like, bro. Like, I went to T-Mobile to get a new phone, and, like, I saw, like, this older Latino couple, and they were talking in Spanish, and I'm like, oh, we're going to get the iPhone Pro, the 13, and I'm like, I was like, it's so funny that it's, like, they don't have, like, a second thought, like, hmm, why don't, why don't we try this one, you know, it's just uh, iPhone, puro iPhone, puro Apple, that's it, and it's, like, it's funny, so... i but, probably started
1: from, with the threes, bro.
0: I don't know, sometimes they just... You know, the grandkids or the kids is like, just get the iPhone and this and that and, and sometimes, for me, it's hard I have an Apple product I have a, a MacBook And, you know, I've had a, 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 a Not iPod a iPod and stuff like that So, I, I know But, like, with the phones Nah, I couldn't do it it's just Android's just so much easier and a lot more better And the thing a lot of people don't know Is that Android Ships out a lot of their Uh What's it called? Not their equipment, but like little things in here and there for the phone to Apple. So a lot of the stuff that's in the iPhone is like Samsung stuff and Android stuff. So right, right, right. It works, you know, similar. It's just it's a different software. It's a different, uh, you know, than Android. So, but like I said, I, I prefer Android over. Over iPhone, and and, you know, I uh, I had somebody that I knew was like, "Man, you need to get the iPhone, you know, fuck Android and this and that." And I'm like, "Look, okay, look, I've been hearing this for for a long time. (coughs) I I just, I just prefer Android." And you know, I used to have uh, the the Samsung S nine, the Galaxy. I had that thing for three years. It's broken, scratched, whatever. So I just got a brand new phone, the 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 brand new one, the S twenty two plus. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy. Well, I was
1: like, 22. We're, we're on 13. Y'all are right 22. It's maybe weird, bro. Maybe one of the, nah. It's weird. It's it's
0: so weird. Like when they have like these arguments about phones and I'm like, bro, we, we should just be like, damn, we got a fucking phone that connects us to the internet, can connect us to anybody around the world, bro. That's so crazy. You know?
1: On the fly, on the fly, boy.
0: Fucking, I can call somebody yep. in, in, in fucking Dubai. Well, I mean, I don't know nobody in Dubai, yeah. but it's like we can meet people.
1: Like, hey, so bro, crazy. we should have an episode where we should have an episode where we prank call people in other countries. And that oh. would be fucking tight.
0: I want to have a podcast where, well, I wanted to do several podcasts. And one of those was my idea to like, do with like my cousin and shit. and was just, like prank call people. And I feel like that'd be <laughs> funny because I haven't heard a podcast like that. Or people just prank call people and shit like that. So, I don't know. If you Damn, got, that's you a fucking million dollar you got something well, going Well, because on.
1: look, you have to get a translator box, too. And mm-hmm. it's got to reciprocate. You know, whenever it's fucking talking back to you, you got to know what they're saying. Yeah. So, hold the fucking vibe. But there's got to be those two. The thing that's going to translate your shit out to them and whatever's going to translate their. I don't know, I don't know how uh, or what app you would use. But I'm sure it's out there. Yeah. There's so much shit out there, dude. That, that's a thing. Where you can hold a vibe like that with somebody in another country, because I mean, there's kids. My daughter has a friend in Europe, really, on the internet. It's kind of scary, but it's you know, yeah. I think it's a she. She's her age, yeah. And and they're like in love with Europe. They want to talk like that, and they, they fuck around. Not that they want to talk like that, but they mess around, you know, mm. doing the the accents and stuff. They get it from their dad, I guess. When <laughs> I try to make my <laughs> my Cuban accent or my Jamaican accent, <laughs> so I do. <clears throat> um. So yeah, man. That would be a that would be a dope idea. That would be tight. Shit,
0: that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna hold on to that idea. Nobody take it. Nobody take my idea. Uh, <laughs> do a podcast where it's prank calling, but then has special guests, and they do like uh, like impressions of somebody. Like do like a like a you know an accent and like throw off these people mm-hmm. and shit. Like that'd be pretty funny. It'd be pretty dope. Pretty pretty. Yeah. Dope. I'm gonna have to work on something like that. That'd be pretty funny. Do an episode about that. Yeah. Okay. Okay, what's another unpopular opinion that I have? Um, Damn. Okay, so. Okay, I think DMX is better than Tupac. Oh, man. And the reason why I say this is because I I was thinking about this. Somebody had talked about, like, DMX and Tupac. I'm like, they're kind of similar in a way, you know. But I feel like yeah, yeah, I, I feel you. like I think I get
1: you, I see
0: I feel like if Pac would've still been alive, uh, he he probably would have went down like the whole like actor thing and stuff like that. And maybe she's yeah, you know cool. I think that would have been cool, but like I think DMX was more of a more of a gangster. I guess in real yeah. life than then in Pac, because you know, I think that, not saying Pac was a gangster, but I feel like just a persona of you know, just Just trying to be like that, like that, you know. If he
1: was, if he was a gangster, he wasn't a gangster for a long time, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, they just kids. So yeah, I totally get you, you know. Dmx did crazy shit, you know what I mean? All throughout, man, you know what I mean? All throughout, you didn't give a fuck. So you know, I'm not too, too, um, in tune with like his full history, you know. But, but yeah, and. As far as, like, music, popular music, you know, they both have fucking hoods. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, man, dude. So. You should check yeah, out, um,
0: if you have HBO Max, there's a uh, a documentary about DMX. <clears throat> and it, it's oh, really? really yeah. yeah it's I do have It's really interesting. It's really good, too. It talks about um, when he he just came out of prison, something for, like, the IRS and shit like that, and he's, like, coming back on tour, and he's trying to get back into the swing of things. And I think it, I- and stuff like that. It's it's really good. It's really good. So it's like an eye opener. I was like, oh shit, I didn't I didn't know about that. Yeah, you know about DMX and it, shit like that.
1: That's how the yeah. Wu Tang, the Wu Tang one on Hulu. that, that's like, that was a was really like, good oh, show shit, too. I didn't know, yeah, that's I didn't a really good that. show. I don't know, you know. I was like, man, thanks for the knowledge. Now, like the respect for Wu Tang, you know, everybody's always had it, and fucking that should just take it to the next level for me. You know exactly, what I mean? Like, exactly. I was I was definitely listening to Wu Tang for a whole week after that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, uh, you got another yeah, popular yeah. opinion.
1: Um man what what would it be um I prefer especially these days being positive over being negative about things in my life, and that's an unpopular opinion because you know people choose otherwise, and so I, don't I like, want to live these I, like days, you know
0: I, mean? I like that you know I like that. People do choose being negative sometimes than being positive because they're always like, well, I don't have that job that makes $60,000. I don't have this kind of car. (laughs) I don't have this. I don't have that. Go
1: get it, papa. But they think negative
0: instead of thinking positive where it's like, hey, man, I got a job. Hey, I got a good family. Hey, I make some good money. Hey, I got this. Hey, I got that. I'm living, you know, I got... All my arms, I got all my fingers, I got all my toes, I got a working functioning brain. You know, I'm, people I'm don't
1: breathing. Think
0: that way. Exactly, you're breathing. Some people aren't, man. Some people don't have a comfortable home. Some people are locked up in a cell. Some people are dead. You know, and mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. I rather think positive than think negative. Negative because negative brings negative vibes, and then you start thinking wrong, and then one thing leads to another. Yeah, and, and
1: don't, it don't get it happens. twisted. We all slip we all slip, you know what I mean? I didn't include myself, but you know, my wife is a super positive person, man. Like you ever get to meet her, she's just aura around her beautiful way of being, man. Like, like she's so positive about everything. So, you know, there for a while, you know, I was like super negative about shit. Eh, you know what I mean? Before, you know, we started our business and shit. And I was, it's still, you know, she catches me slipping and, and, and she like, she she knocks me back into where i need to be you know what i mean like oh shit like yeah dude like fucking look at the bright side like you're fucking all the stuff you just said you know and so surrounding yourself with people like that you know so lately it has been you know a lot of friends and and co co people you know what i mean that that like i'm starting to notice a lot of that negativity and 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 sometimes it like turns me off um when I'm, you know, around them and shit, you know, and I try to like shoot, you know, but I'm still not, you know, the, what do you call it? The guru, like my wife, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I'm good at like smoothing it in, <clears throat> but it's something that, you know, I do try to tell my closest friends, like we got to stay positive these days, you know what I mean? Especially now, you know, the way things are, but throughout, you know, throughout just to, to be able to, to, to create things, to create, you know, to make music and all that, you can't be in the studio, you can't be fucking shooting yourself down or doing anything like that. You just gotta go in there and get it. You know what I mean? If it comes out that day it comes out, not nah, you know, come back and fight again. You know what I mean? <laughs> like exactly. Exactly. this is the way it goes, you know? So like just staying positive about things. And, you know, I opened this this little business here in town and 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 that business on top of, you know, my wife's like awesome way of 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 projecting things and and helping me out through stressful times. Like that business has taught me a lot, bro. In eight months that I've owned this little business, man. Mm -hmm. Like the patience is through the roof. And I'm proud of myself, you know, I'm on my Yeezy shit. I love me. I love what I've been doing. (laughs) I like to call it that, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was telling my girls this week over here in Colorado because I have my snow boots. And I was like, I'm on my Yeezy shit. I was telling my (laughs) girls they're just laughing because the boots look like oh that's funny. Anyway, so, like, I'm on that tip, you know, like, super inspired by even people's negativity, like, you know, Kanye shit out there in the air, like, mm-hmm. and that inspires me to not be like that, you know, shit like that, so you gotta take from everything that's just coming at us, the war and all that, you know, fucking fuel prices are through the roof, well, if you could, you know, if you're not selling ass to get gas, then fucking you're good, you know what I mean, like, <laughs> you know, and if you are, well, then get it, you know, whatever, yeah. but, like, you gotta look at the bright side of everything, exactly. long story longer.
0: <laughs> All right, well, let's do one more in popular opinion. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, flour tortillas are way superior than corn.
1: They're the superior oh man, those are fighting words. Those <laughs> are fighting words to this. And first generation Chitano. I'll, I'll add, <laughs> I'll add to
0: this. I and they had to be hand fresh made tortillas, bro, like flour. Uh, not, tortillas. Like, I mean, I did, both, I've, had I've had both. I've had both. My grandma used to make flour. Like, my grandmother used to make corn. So I've had both. But I prefer flour over corn. And I, I you, think you,
1: you want the cre- you want the creamy stuff <laughs> because uh, flour tortillas to me are like but, oh, buttery, creamy, like just mm. they're bomb. I like them mm-hmm. you know, what's crazy is that. I used to hate them before I moved to Texas. Really? And now, I uh, yeah, dude. And I mean, obviously, when I go eat tacos, like you ain't gonna catch me eating a carne asada taco on flour tortilla unless I'm mistakenly I'm eating my my son's leftover taco. You know what I mean? Because they're flour kids, you know. Mm-hmm. But I grew up on 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 corn corn tortillas, nice. man. Like tortilla, Yeah, man. And uh, you know, I grew up going to the tortilleria. When I lived in the city with a little bucket, you know, right here and two pesos to go buy a kilo of tortillas with a servilleta in there. Mm -hmm. Come back home with the tortillas, you know, you sometimes, you know, if it was cheap, you get 50 cents, you get to buy a piece of gum. You know, I got to do that shit. So tortillas, it was more of a cultural thing than it was like, um. Like right, just like it is here, it's a cultural thing too. Like you grew, up, you know, Texans grew up eating, and not only Texas people in Coahuila, like border towns, like they're all flour tortilla people too. Northerners, mm-hmm. you know, from Mexico, they're flour tortilla people. You now, so then you start getting down below, you know, like Sinaloa and down, and I think in Sinaloa they also do flour, but is more corn dominated. You know, from there down, man,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know, Michoacane was like. I remember even growing up, like, even out there, like, burritos wasn't a thing. It was fucking tacos, man. Tacos de on con tortilla. Tacos de asada, tacos de trompo, you know, like, tacos de tripa, traco- tacos de buche. everything on fucking corn, bro. That's, like, how people eat. You know, we go here to fucking uh, McDonald's during l- lunch break or whatever, eat some of that poison. Well, they go over there and eat some of this poison, which is tacos, you know. <laughs> and, and that's just, I don't know, man. Yeah, I get you. I get you, though. I get to 100% as to why you feel they're superior, but um, I don't think that.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but like you said, you you made your point too, and like I said, man, I totally agree. As long as they're homemade, fresh maiz tortillas or handmade fresh flour, hey man, I have no problem with both. But I just me personally, I yeah, like. It, it, is it a really depends. It really I- depends on what. What you're getting too, like if you're getting like a quesadilla, or or you're getting like a taco with a barbacoa, or, or you know, with a big red, or if you're getting this, or you're getting that, it really depends on yeah. the tortilla, like type of tortilla that you that you get, you
1: know. Yeah, for sure, it it makes the taco or it breaks it. Yeah, and it could also even be the cook. What's in it, you know? You have a good tortilla with some shitty insides, and you're just like, oh man, what the fuck? But the tortilla was good, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's but, all I eat. <laughs> <but, laughs> yeah. <clears throat> But you know it's it's a tortilla game. it's a beautiful game, man I love that uh about uh the culture you know what i mean and the the many things that we do with flour tortillas, like buñuelos and shit like that, you know, like yeah it's pretty tight. Exactly. I was like taking it to to different levels, and you know corn tortillas, you have your chilaquiles, you know <laughs> you have you know the 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 just different platillos and chiladas you know uh oh, man tostadas, like I love eating tostadas, like mariscos, Mexican mariscos like ceviche mm-hmm. mm-hmm. man, bro I could live off that shit man uh, it's gotta be real good though
2: yes, yes, or,
1: for sure the only way I'll have it that's not that good is, or not, I'm never satisfied with it, but it's good as my own the one I make, I like to make a shrimp one mm-hmm. I made it in a while, but I always feel like I could never get any of the shrimp to for the lime juice to stick the way like they do at like the restaurants and stuff and i'm like there's gotta be a secret way of like getting that shit penetrated all the way through the carnita because i've let that bitch sit for hours man overnight and then i'll still eat it and i'm like it might be the limones too i, I don't know there's 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 a trick to that mm-hmm. to make it real lemony you know what i mean real citrusy like it like sour you know yeah. That's how I like it, with men's salsa and shit. But anyway, tostadas are dope. Which people call them chalupas in other places and stuff, but we yeah. call them tostadas. The for sure, for sure. Yeah, man. All right, you got
0: the last one. But What's yeah, I, one? I like
1: that unpopular opinion. Oh, the last one? Yeah, you
0: got
1: the last um, one, man. Tequila over anything. <laughs> I prefer tequila over anything. But
0: which tequila, though?
1: These days. You know what, man? If I'm not in San Antonio... And I'm somewhere else or I'm out drinking and they don't, obviously cause my favorite St. Maya tequila. This is new tequila from here in San Antonio. And I live and die by that motherfucker. I like it once it's chilled, you know what I mean? Like that is my tequila of choice because I wake up feeling good unless I a little too much, you know, mm-hmm. but anytime I've done any other tequila and shit like that, like I get fucked up. So I like that one, but you know, uh, what's that? Uh, I like Patron. Patron was definitely one, one of, one of my favorite ones. Um, and what's that other one? Uh, Don Julio uh, Blanco. Mm-hmm. And it's some good shit. His, Yeah. Good stuff. Okay, alcohol.
0: For me. What about uh, you? Mm-hmm. I'm not really a Patron fan. It's just mm-hmm. it doesn't stick to me. I just like. Eh, nah, nah. Don Julio is pretty good. I like it with like margaritas and stuff like that. So I'll, I'll use like Don yeah. Julio. But for me, if I'm going to do tequila, it's got to be Jornitos all the way. Oh, yeah. Jornitos all the way with tequila, like if I'm making a drink, I'm making a margarita, or just taking a fucking shot. It's it's gotta be Jornitos. I feel like I feel like it's the best one out there because it's really smooth. It, it, you can smell it, but it's not like you know, like some tequilas have like that pungent smell where it's like, ooh, fuck, you know, like it, it's you can smell it, yeah. but it's like it's good. You know, it, it doesn't it doesn't overpower the smell and so like then the taste is smooth. Um I started getting to Mezcal a little bit, so that, that's a whole, oh, man, that shit is that's a whole mm-hmm. other fucking ball game, bro. I Not bought this one. It's called Montalobos or something like that. I think that's what it's called. And I took a shot, and I was like, what the fuck? It tastes like leather. <laughs> <laughs> but I know yeah, it, it's, yeah. a, no, it's a different process. It's from the same agave plant, but it, it's just it's processed different than tequila so
1: it, it's kind of like well they have different they have different ones too they have mezcal de membrillo which is a like fruit stuff mm-hmm. it's just um it's fermented you know what i mean like it's it, 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 i don't really know the process so i'm not even going to talk on it but i know that my uncle um, he goes to Durango and he brings mezcal de membrillo and i had a taste that one the, the i guess the one with the fruit mm-hmm. in it tastes you know it tastes like uh pruno and shit the the the, the they make in jail, man. Like the alcohol with oranges and shit. Like the left from toothpaste. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it tastes like that shit. Um, so it's just a little a little too dirty for my taste. <laughs> and on the throat, you know, like yeah, muddy, no. man. Like, it leaves a weird
0: taste, dude, where it's like
1: oh, you should go give me chorro, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah, dude, I, I prefer cornitos yeah. over over anything. So
1: that's what's up. That's what's up.
0: All right, last segment of the show. Uh, is, Run it. this uh segment is called, and this is like some of my favorite shit. Where the fuck did it go? Here we go.
2: What are you listening to?
0: So, pretty much, the segment is called, What Are You Listening To? So, since you are a special guest, uh, go ahead and let us know, Mr. Ramos. What have you been listening to? It could be old music, could be new music, could be um if you listen I'll to the podcasts right and everything you know what what have you been listening to mr topical
1: so i'm um, I, I i had to go to my spotify because i'm a spotify person and today i it was a tribal seeds day the band of uh san diego mm-hmm. uh reggae band and for some reason i woke up this oh so i um you know when you plug in to your car like it'll just play a random fucking song Mm -hmm. and um from apple music and one of their songs came on and i was like "Hmm, i'm gonna go to spotify and fucking don't do apple music um and i'm gonna go listen to tribal seeds so that's what i listened to all day Mm -hmm. but that's because i was driving a lot today and it's usually i'm on the phone and shit so i'm lowered or whatever but yeah um tribal seeds is what i was listening to um yeah, do you want to know more? Or that's yeah, good. yeah. Let
0: us sure, let the listeners know what else you've been checking out.
1: Um. So I was uh, listening to my buddy Joey Scott's record, Millennial Lament, a, a Millennial's Lament. It's like funny punk rock music. Lars Fredrickson, Residente, Dizzy Wright, El Fantasma, Pistol Grip, Oxymoron, The Misfits, Tony Herrera, Los Lara, No Worries, uh, Nathanael Cano uh and then uh bo bundy shout out to bo bundy um he uh turned me on to cole wetzel that's one of his homies and um he's like a i don't know what you consider his music like country you know it's really dope the dude has fucking amazing following he's a big artist mm-hmm. um so i've been listening to him and then dariel ramirez y sus perdidos uh and then i listen to another one of bo bundy's homies uh Giovanni and the Hired Guns, and of course, Bo Bundy, uh, Grupo Diez Cuatro, I have a list of Corridos Tumbados, and then Sonido Master, Grupo Soñador, so man, my list goes all over the place, bro, depending on the fucking mood I'm in, man, Mm -hmm. you know, um, a lot of cumbia, and a lot of uh, Corridos, uh, punk rock, you know, it's a trail mix, man, I like everything.
0: I like that, man, I'm the same way. Uh, for me, and I think, I don't think I've talked about this on the last episode I did with the homies, but, uh, so for me, the last couple of weeks I've been listening to the main song, I don't know why, but big puns, still not a player. Like the remix yeah. version, I just, just been looped in my head just all like this whole couple months. And I was like, man, I don't know what it is about that song, but I think it's just like how the music's laid out. It's just so good. Just like the little piano and the drums. And, and so it's, it's, it's really good. So that one, uh, some nerd with Pharrell, T-Pain, um, you know, Michael, Michael Jackson, fucking Fall Out Boy, you know, the Smiths, Daft Punk, A Tribe Called Quest. Oh, um, nice, yeah. Oh, fuck. Shit. Who else? Uh, there's this, this band out here in L.A. Uh, they're one of my favorite bands they're called Wave. they're like a very indie kind of band and um they're nice. very good they're very good they're very good check them out if you can um, <laughs> i will innerwave Innerwave. yeah they're very very like chill bro they're just very chill like you can you can smoke to it you just smoke and chill to it you know um, okay, Sam.
1: all right i'm, follow-
0: another I'm one, following another one another group is called krungbin they're from houston Three piece oh yeah
1: band.
0: man they're fucking dope dope ass band bro i've been checking them out who else i'm checking
2: out uh, a
1: uh a, 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 a pretty known producer uh by the name of scientist dubbed one of their albums like he made it all trippy i think it's one of their albums or a song i'm not i'm not too big on on, on them but i know that he announced on his facebook or instagram that he was gonna do some shows with them and be dubbing their their shows live too like yeah. I think it was before the pandemic and
0: shit. Yeah, no, I checked Trying out some of that stuff, know. too. I like I like that uh, that version, <laughs> those versions of the songs Because it's really just... Oh, okay. They're just fucking good, dude. Like, Crungbin's a good band. But I'm all over the place, too. Something yeah. like that, music-wise. So, like, I try to put out, like, album of the month or something like that. Or album of the week. And I think for me... Well, let me see if I can go back to my, my spot stats. For me album of the week would have to be and I think I do three of them oh, I don't have that one shit it would have to be fuck what would it be album of the week dang mm. okay I guess we can say Daft Punk's first album is one of the albums of the week Inner album uh fucking Underwater Underwater Part Part <laughs> Underwater Pipe Dreams is another album of the week, and then for the third one, uh, what's it called? Justice, their their first album, great fucking album. It's just a lot of just you know same thing like Daft Punk and shit like that. So it, it they're really good, pretty good. So those are my three albums of the week. Um, and yeah, that that's it of the segment. But before we go, nice. since yep. you are a special guest, the floor is yours. Go ahead and do any shout-outs. Just name-drop every person that you want to shout-out. And, yeah, so like I said, the floor is yours. Go ahead.
1: Cool. Uh, I want to shout-out God. Thanks for making things possible. Um, Making this possible. Uh, Life, man. Um, All my homies, everybody that's like... uh, I see Kevin, everybody in Los Anquilmeros, Rev Ray, uh, La Rosk, uh, Gio Chamba... You know, please, but Q, uh, Bo Bundy, for sure, doing some stuff. My wife, my kids, family. You, bro, thank you. People listening, if you made it this far, listening, fuck man, thank you, thank you for sticking around. Uh, get a little peep of my life. You know, I, gave them I gave, him, I gave him pretty much the book I was thinking of writing at. <laughs> you know, um, uh, you know, um, I don't know, man. Everybody listening, hopefully you share my music so that it can get out there. If you dig it, you say no pues también. You know what I mean? Uh, each one teach one, help each other out, love each other. You know, stay positive. Exactly. Um, you know. Exactly.
0: Shout Thank out to for, the fucking bro. city of San Antonio, bro. Shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> and,
1: and, and Houston too. I might be down there tomorrow, man. Nice. Oh yeah. Shout out to Two Swift, man. Two Swift is a producer that I'm working with. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, he's he's done a lot of a lot of good work with, 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 with Dope Artists, and and I'm working on a couple of tunes with him, so I'm really stoked about that. Um, So stay tuned. Follow me on social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook. I have a YouTube channel. Go check out my videos, or if you go on, on Instagram, uh, log into to my little link tree and check out all the shit I got there. Um, There's some shows coming up and uh, lots of material. I don't have any set dates on anything, but I, I know that I want to drop some shit. So if none of those come through, I'm just. I, what I was telling my buddies, I want to come up with videos on YouTube where I'm doing like acoustic performances and mm-hmm. trying to practice my singing and shit. You know So yeah, follow me. And thanks for listening. Yeah.
0: Hey, bro. I <laughs> really appreciate. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. It's it's cool to meet another Ramos. It's cool to meet yeah, another right? musician out here in Texas that's grinding, that's got great music, that's that's trying to make a name for himself and Thank trying you to, you know, it, you've got great shit, bro. Like I said, you, you Gio, Sivani, all those people out there that are working hard and shit like that. And even though people don't pay attention, somebody, you know, one day that one person will and y'all going to fucking skyrocket and just be those, those bad motherfuckers and, it, and-, and shit like that, you know.
1: Eh, 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 easy no pasa we're still gonna be doing this you know what i mean like this is this is like i feel like there's no age in this stuff you know you can put out music all you want look at all the all the greats you know still fucking rocking stages and shit i mean in every genre from cumbia you know like, to fucking hip-hop you know you you, you 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 know everybody's still still fucking grinding you know, snoop, snoop dogg you know yajito and still doing his thing you know uh, yeah you gotta you just got to keep on keeping on, you know, regardless of that. That's what I love about, like, my whole music thing. My thing has never been to, like, try to make it or anything like that, man. Like, to me, I've already made it. I have a beautiful family, you know what I mean? I'm good, I'm good. You know, I've already made it. I'm good. This is just my my, my therapy, you know, My and I want to share it with the world. And if it gets out there, you know, chingon. I mean, I try, you know, I push, too, you know. Like, as I reach out to motherfuckers, you want know, on a fucking vibe, let's hold the vibes, you know, pues. <laughs> you know, whatever, on yeah. to the next one <laughs> you know, ain't nobody tripping over here, you know, no hard feelings I do this shit for fun, you know exactly. Como El Residente, there's a song he goes, Esto lo hago, pa divertirme pa divertirme, you know, I do this shit for fun, bro, like, and it's a blessing to be able to do that, so, thank you for having me.
0: Hey man, you're always hey. welcome to come on the podcast, like I said this is not the last time you'll be on here, we'll have you
1: more plenty of yeah, times me know,
0: you know, hopefully I'm always open. Hopefully, we will try to hook up with some of the other, uh, the other guys that you got. Like Geo, like I really want to try to get Geo Chamba. I know he's a very, very, very busy man. Him and Coffee yeah, are just man. they're busy up the ass. But one of these days, I'll, I'll try to get them, and you know, maybe we'll just have like a group conversation and just shoot the shit about music and talk about funny stories and stuff like that. So
1: yeah, that'd be awesome, man, dude. They're 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 a, they're a vibe man. But yeah, man, big up inside the Northside podcast. Thank you for having me. No problem. Man. Blessing. Thank, thank you. you. For ha- I've got you more for love from on. Houston than anywhere else, man. To be honest with you, and I think that's really fucking cool. I like I like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's go. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right, well, guys,
0: uh, this has been Inside the Northside podcast. I really appreciate you listening to this. If you listened to this far, if you can, please follow Geo. Like you said, you can find him on Instagram at. Tarasco Topical, check out his link tree, check out the music videos that he's done, he's got great music, follow the guy find him on Spotify, find him on Apple Music, find him wherever every music is sold, check him on the YouTube, all that shit, so like I always say God bless, peace have a good day, have a good night and I'll see you guys next episode